Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Welcome to episode 36 of the Cocktails and Capital podcast. Today, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite topic, and that is sales tax. Um, I know it's not everyone's favorite, and it sounds like a terrible podcast episode, but I'm going to tell you right now it's not, so do not leave. Um, Sales tax is a very important topic when you're running a business. It could apply to you, and you don't even know it, so definitely stick around for this episode. Um, I will try to make sales tax as digestible as possible. And if you guys have any questions after this episode is over, you know, you can always message us on Instagram at Tatum Accounting, send me an email, Sarah at TatumAccounting.com. Um, just hit me up, get with me. I'd be happy to explain anything in further detail, but this episode should serve as a really great resource to start understanding what sales tax is, who's responsible for it, what the challenges are, um, how you can avoid penalties and interest on your sales tax filings. So let's get into it. All right. So first of all, what is sales tax? You probably already know because you've been paying it your whole life, but now you have to start charging it. What a weird way to live. So sales tax is a tax on the sale of goods and services. Yes, services too. So if you are a service-based business and you're sitting there like, I don't have to pay sales tax. I only do services. That is incorrect. You may very well have to pay sales tax. Um, Sales tax is something that is charged to the end consumer only. So one way to think about this, instead of saying that you're paying sales tax, like paying sales tax makes it sound like it's coming out of your own money, out of your profit. That's not the case though. Uh, Sales tax is charged to the end consumer and you pay it to the state. So if we think about it like that, you're just a middleman. You are collecting money for your individual state or locality or both and paying that to the state or locality based on a rate that you charge your customer. In a perfect world, and if sales tax is done correctly, there is no net gain or loss to you, the business owner. So we will get into that. But all that to say that you, as the business owner, you are buying supplies for your business in order to make a product or you're buying a product pre-made to resell, you should have a reseller's certificate. As a reseller's certificate holder, 
you can be exempt from paying sales tax on those items that you buy to resell or to produce a product that is resold. There shouldn't be any sales tax on your purchases if that's the case. The only sales tax paid is by the person who gets the product at the end of the day. Okay. So let's say I'm going to use my very dear friend as I always use her, but let's say you are peanut city candle company. Okay. You're making candles. The candles that you make that you get soy wax for that you get, um, fragrance oil for wicks, etc. All of those are materials purchased to create a product. Those are not charged sales tax. Those materials are not charged sales tax. When you create those candles, they are an end product, right? If the end product is going straight to me, the consumer, then I am charged sales tax. Peanut City Candle Company holds the sales tax and remits it to the state of Virginia. She does not make any gain on the sales tax. She does not have any loss because she's charging me the exact amount of money that the state requires for her to charge on sales tax and remit back to the state. Now, that being said, say another business wants to purchase a set of those candles to sell wholesale in their store. Peanut City Candle Company will not charge sales tax to that other business if they have a reseller certificate because that business will charge sales tax to the end consumer once it is finally sold. So hopefully that is a good breakdown of charge to the end consumer only. Let's get into why sales tax is so challenging. There's a lot to learn, a lot to know. One of the first things that you need to know is whether you are in a destination-based or origin-based state. What do I mean by that? Destination-based states mean that you are going to charge sales tax based on where your product is going to end up. Origin-based states means that you are going to charge sales tax based on where your project product originated. Okay. Easy enough, right? Now, how many states are origin-based and how many states are destination-based? Origin-based states, there's very few, okay? When we look at, you know, the whole 50 states in total. Origin-based states are going to be Arizona, California, Illinois, Mississippi, Missouri, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and Virginia. If you did not hear your state listed in those names, you are in a destination-based state, okay? What does that even mean? For the state of Virginia, the Hampton Roads area, the Norfolk, Suffolk, Chesapeake, Hampton, Newport News, all of that area, we have a additional sales tax of 0.7%. So on top of the state rate of 5.3%, we have a 0.7, making it a 6% sales tax rate here, okay? In an area like the um, historic triangle, James City County, Williamsburg, and York County, they have an additional sales tax rate of 1.7%. Okay. That brings your total sales tax to 7% total. If you are based in Williamsburg, 
as a seller of goods and you sell it a good to somebody in the Norfolk area. Because you are in an origin-based state, you charge the sales tax rate where the product originated, meaning that you are going to charge that Norfolk buyer 7% sales tax. Okay? Same thing if we're in the city of Suffolk and we sell to a person in Williamsburg. We're only going to charge 6% sales tax because that's where our business and our project are originating from. Okay? So in the state of Virginia... And those other states that I listed earlier, you are going to charge based on where your product is being sold out of. Okay. Now, if you are in a destination based state, God bless you. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Destination based states, you're going to charge based on where your product is going. Okay. So if you're in the state of Florida, which is where I grew up, let's go there. All right. Florida is a destination-based state. What does that mean? That means that I am in the county of Duval, Jacksonville, okay? Hometown shout out, Jacksonville, Florida. I have the state sales tax that I have to collect for sales made inside the county of Duval, okay? I also have discretionary sales tax rates based on the county that I am in, okay? Um, I should have warned you guys, get a pad and paper for this lesson. Cause this is going to be a wild one. <laughs> so let's see. So I am in Duval County, right? We have a state sales tax rate of 6%. Duval County has a discretionary sales tax, um, rate of 1.5. So to everybody that I make a sale to in the County of Duval, I am going to charge them seven and a half percent sales tax. Okay. Now say I am a Duval County business owner and I make a sale to somebody in Bay County. Okay. Panama city beach. I am only going to charge them the Bay County discretionary sales tax plus the Florida-based tax rate, okay? Bay County has a 1% surtax. So their total sales tax in Bay County is 6%. So it does not matter that Duval County has a higher tax rate than the County of Bay. We are only going to charge that buyer 6% sales tax, okay? So origin-based sales tax, a little bit less to keep track of, Um, because you're only going to charge the sales tax within, you know, the buyers in your state, your sales tax rate based on where your business and product is located. If you are in a destination-based state, a lot more to keep track of. Okay. We got to know where the product is going. This is why people collect um, zip codes to determine your shipping rate. All right. Um, Because your shipping rate will vary depending on where you are located. Okay. So, There's your number one challenge, uh, destination versus origin state. Okay. Now there are five states that do not have sales tax. What are those five states? Delaware, Montana, New Hampshire, Alaska, and Oregon do not have a general state sales tax. Does that mean that they do not have locality taxes, county taxes, city taxes? It does not mean that. So you definitely, if you're in one of those five states, you need to check with your local um, chamber um, not your local chamber, your local department of revenue, um, and make sure that you do not have a sales tax obligation. Now 
What's another reason why sales tax is so hard to keep track of? Well, the due dates and filing deadlines and payment requirements can change. Why can they change, Sarah, you asked me? I will tell you. All right. (laughs) So let's say that you register your business with your local Department of Revenue and you tell the Department of Revenue that you plan on making $100,000 a year. Okay. Um, And again, let's say you're in the city of Suffolk. If you're in the city of Suffolk, Virginia, that means you have a 6% sales tax. So you tell the state of Virginia that you plan on making $100,000 a year. The state of Virginia says, all right, that's $6,000 in sales tax annually. Okay. They want that $6,000 in sales tax. They do not want it quarterly. They do not want it annually. They want it monthly because they want the tax revenue. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Death and taxes, all that good stuff. So they say, okay, that's a lot of money in sales tax. We want you to file a monthly report and pay monthly. Okay. You say, great. That is, it sounds like a lot of work, but that means I only have to keep track of one month's worth of sales tax at a time. I only have to hold one month's worth of sales tax in my bank account at a time, because again, you're a middleman. Remember you are not making money off of this and you're not spending the money. You are holding the money in an account to be paid at a later date, right? All right. So they give you a monthly filing deadline. You have to file and pay by the 20th of the following month, every single month. Okay. Easy day. Now let's say that you don't make as much money as you thought you did. You only make, let's say $10,000 a year. If you're only making $10,000 annually, you have $600 in sales tax for the year. Okay. If you're making 40,000, you have 2,400 in sales tax. And the state of Virginia might say, Hey, that's not enough to cover our processing fees or whatever. Um, we want you to go to a quarterly filing schedule. Okay. So now I'm on a quarterly filing schedule. That means I have to keep track of three months worth of sales tax deposits in your account. Hold three months worth of sales tax in your account. Cause again, we're a middleman. Okay. We then have to keep track of three months worth of reports. We have to file three months together at a time. Balances might not balance. Things get weird. Okay. We don't like when things get weird. It puts more pressure on you. And then you could be filing quarterly forever. And then all of a sudden you get a notice that you need to file monthly. And again, now we have to change our whole tracking system. We have to change our revenue tracking. We have to change our sales tax tracking. We have to change all of these processes and procedures because we're moved from monthly to quarterly. Okay. A lot going on here. Another thing making sales tax weird and complicated is this concept called state nexus. Now this is where it's going to get really complicated and I'm going to just give you a very brief overview because otherwise If I haven't lost you already, I will lose you soon. So (laughs) what is Nexus? Nexus is the concept of establishing a presence within a state economically or physically. Okay. Nexus economically means that you have sold a certain amount of taxable items within a state that you're not actually in. Okay. Again, let's look at Florida. Say I am based in the state of Virginia, which I am. Um, Florida has an economic sales threshold of $100,000. So that means that within a calendar year, if I make $100,000 
in taxable sales to the state of Virginia, or I'm sorry, to the state of Florida, I have to pay sales tax then. I have to register for a sales tax certificate in the state of Florida. I have to start charging people in Florida sales tax. Okay. There's another type of nexus. There's physical nexus. That's going to be, you know, immediately you're like, okay, I own a business in Virginia. I have nexus in Virginia. Yes, correct. I own a business in Florida. I have nexus in Florida. I own a business in Alabama. I have nexus in Alabama. Absolutely 100% true. Okay. However, there's more conditions. Okay. If you hire somebody remotely, you now have nexus in the state that they are living in. Okay. For example, Tatum Accounting employs somebody who lives in the state of Missouri. If we sold taxable goods, we would have to register for sales tax, charge sales tax, and pay it to the state of Missouri. Okay. Are you manufacturing or producing goods for sale at retail in another state? Are you providing taxable services? Okay. Here's my service people. Some states do charge on taxable services, not just products. Florida specifically charges on non-residential cleaning services. So janitorial that does commercial property charges sales tax in the state of Florida. If you are based in the state of Alabama, you go across the border into Florida and do some commercial janitorial work. You have to charge the state of Florida customer sales tax and remit to the state of Florida. Okay. So we have physical presence and we have economic presence. So we have to keep track of those things when we are looking at where you're selling to, where your employees, what are you, where are you buying property? Where are you sending your goods for wholesale? Where are you sending your goods to be on display in a store on consignment or something? There's a lot going on here with Nexus. And this is the biggest topic that confuses people when it comes to sales tax, because you don't know, unless you're very, very small, you don't know if you're supposed to file in the state of Virginia and North Carolina or just in the state of Virginia. It is a very complicated topic. Okay. Now, another thing, (laughs) um, in some states, Digital products are also charged sales tax. So if you have a digital course that people buy, you might have to charge sales tax. If you sell eBooks, you might have to charge sales tax. If you sell webinar access, you might have to charge sales tax. Okay. Shipping is another big thing. If you are a product-based business and you are shipping product, you may have to charge sales tax depending on your state's rules. I can speak for the state of Virginia as long as the sales tax is stated separately on an invoice or a um, purchase, you do not have to charge sales tax on the shipping costs. If you are building it into your product, you do have to charge sales tax on the shipping. Okay. You have to be um, forthright with what you're charging. Okay. Now that was a lot on how sales tax is complicated, right? What are we going to do to make it easier? There's a lot of resources for trying to make sales tax easier. Um, Tracking your Nexus responsibilities is huge. There are a couple of different apps that we will put in the show notes. One is TaxJar. One is Avalara. Um, 
both of them will track where your sales are going and make sure that you are staying compliant with where you need to register when you hit thresholds um, and things like that. The other thing to do is use a tax calendar, use a calendar, put the due date on your calendar, remind yourself to, um, that you have that deadline due for filing and payment. Another thing that is very helpful is to have a separate bank account for your sales tax. What you can do is once a week, pull a report out of your, um, you know, POS system. If you're using square, they have a great tax report pull a report once a week, move the money that you collected in sales tax over to another account. Do not touch it. It is not yours. Again, you are a middleman. Okay. Another thing, verify your tax exempt transactions. We talked earlier about resellers and wholesalers. If you are getting into a situation with someone who wants to wholesale or resale your goods, make sure that they have a resell certificate before you go and don't charge them sales tax. Okay. If they don't have a valid reseller certificate, you must charge them sales tax. Okay. They are by definition, the end consumer and they have to pay sales tax. Okay. Now all that to say, it sounds scary. Sounds complicated. And it kind of is. Okay. But, but there's resources where we can make it easier. I hope this podcast is a resource for you to try to make it easier. Um, but we need to talk about what happens if you don't file on time, if you don't file correctly. Okay. There are penalties for filing late. There are penalties for filing incorrectly. There are fines. There is a potential loss of status with the state that you're registered in. Even if you go through an entire month and you don't have a single sale, you still have to file a $0 report. Okay. They will fine and penalize you if you do not file $0 reports. Okay. My last and final point to you on sales tax is, is this something that you should consider when you're establishing your pricing? Um, again, you are a middleman. It does not affect you profit wise, loss wise. And sales tax is something that I would say 99% of people in the U S understand needs to be paid. Okay. They've dealt with it their whole lives. It's not something new, uh, from you to them. If you are building sales tax into your pricing, which is what some people are doing these days, um, then yes, you do need to account for it only because you're the one who's ultimately going to be responsible for tracking that sales tax. Okay. You're the POS system if you have a really good one, like square, it will track it for you. But if you are just using your brain to charge people $8 flat on a good, and you're not booking it into a POS system, and you're just recording how many units you sell on a piece of paper, you need to multiply, uh, the $8 times, however many units you sold times your sales tax rate and report that. Okay. So All of these things considered, please don't be afraid of sales tax. It's just something that has to be done. Um, It's very rare for a smaller business to establish that sort of uh, nexus in other states when it comes to an economic threshold um, or a transaction level threshold. So don't let it scare you away. Just be educated on it. Hire an accountant if you are still unsure of what to do, because the last thing you want to do is do it incorrectly. Okay. Or avoid it entirely. So I hope this was helpful to you as a product based business or a service based business. 
And yeah, thanks for letting me talk about sales tax for a half an hour. I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me, let me know your feedback. I would love to hear from you guys and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow Tatum Accounting on Instagram. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review. It's the best way to support us. Let's catch up next week. Same time, same place.